all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Is anybody there? (laughs) I am. Does that count? (laughs) Yes, I was waiting for Leslie to say good morning and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. And Leslie was waiting for me to say good morning and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. Oh, that's funny. I am a very ritualized person, which is a really good... uh, uh, beginning for our topic today because you always say it so you must say it you see there is there's 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 important to doing the way we have always done it something sort of superstitious perhaps about that uh yes i think that might fit into our topic quite well our our topic or theme for today is superstition and uh, what does that mean and how does it show up in your life what are you superstitious about how does it affect your decisions and your actions? And we've, yes, already had an example of that. And uh, can you be spiritual and superstitious at the same time? In the second half hour, we'll make that connection and explore that question. So thanks for joining us for Say Yes to Spirit, show number 115. So Good. if you are, yeah, if you are new to Say Yes to Spirit, Uh, There are over a 100 shows in the archives you can listen to depending on your interest, your mood, and your inclination. Yeah, and what's so fabulous is that so many times they are just kind of common topics, and I do love that about this process and the things you wouldn't normally think about in terms of spirituality sometimes, but to take the ordinary and take it to that deeper level. So I love that. But before we do that, we always, every week, connect the dots with our most recent, previous show. And um, is that consider, talk about cons- resistance? Well, consider if there is any connection between the previous show and the, today's theme. And yes, our last show, the topic was resistance. Isn't that interesting? Resistance and superstitious. Resistance and superstitious. I think many times um, superstition, and and I'm really, I I just am so excited to talk about this topic. (laughs) But the uh, idea psychologically of superstition sometimes, strangely enough, um, when I'm in resistance, if I do something sort of in a, superstitious way it almost breaks down my resistance I don't and again that's why I'm so interested to talk about this topic because I think there's a lot of um, sort of like obsessive compulsive kind of things to being superstitious or ritual things like that that we do that we kind of convince ourselves gives us something 
and that resistance sometimes if I'm resisting something if I if I do something in a ritualistic way sometimes it can break down my resistance and that's probably very psychologically deep it doesn't make sense to anyone but my brain but um the the connection is sometimes the superstitious kind of ideas sometimes can push me through resistance, which seems kind of backwards. But I have experienced that in the past. Do you have any connect about idea there, Tracy? You you haven't played in a few weeks since I got really good again, so I should let you play. Um, no, this is all your game. <laughs> I just step in when you um are struggling <laughs> Um, but it is not my thing. So, um, no, there's, I, I am tracking what you are saying about superstition. I think people assume that when you're, when we are talking about superstition, we're talking about, you know, it holding us back. But I, I agree with you that often our superstitions are what propel us forward into action or into choice, into decision. We make clear decisions because of what we believe, and we're clear what we believe. Whether it's true or not has nothing to do with it. So, uh, well, really, I mean, all the time, whatever we believe, if we really believe it strongly, it propels us into movement, action, decision. So if we have a superstition we believe in, it tells us not to do something or to do something, and we follow it, um, it, it it gives us the comfort or the information or the whatever we need to take action. So, um, yeah, I I think what you said about it is absolutely true. Oh, that's so cool. See, I like that when I make sense. <laughs> it's really reassuring to me when I make sense. Thanks. So should we take a break and then come back and actually dive all in, all in to superstition? Fabulous. All right. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Our theme today is superstition, superstition. When you think of superstition, do you automatically think of like black magic or something kind of, you know, in the woods and smoke or fire and people with flowing long dresses on and long hair and crepes? No, but do you? (laughs) Is that the vision that comes to your mind, Tracy Brown? That's just my Um, vision. (laughs) 
No, that's your vision. That's not my vision. <clears throat> I think it's such a loaded word, superstitious. Superstitious. It seems well, not. the definition is loaded as well. The okay. definition of superstition, there are two. The first one is excessively credulous belief, whether it be incredulous or unbelievable, excessively credulous belief in and reverence for supernatural beings. That's the first one. And the second one, which is I think the one we that most people relate to better, is a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural cause leading to specific consequences of an action, event, or practice. And I think that's the one that most people consider, although when you said the image that came to mind, I don't know, there was some of that reverence and belief in supernatural beings, so I could be wrong. Um, the Web- Merriam-Webster Dictionary's definition is, it's a superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance Fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, or a false concept of cause. That's the number. Superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, trust in magic or chance, or a false concept of cause, of the causation. That's so funny. It says ignorance. I kind of took offense to that, but okay. So, okay. And well, I think all... that ignorance links to the other definition of it's widely held but unjustified. I mean, you know, it's like it hasn't been proven, but people believe it. Mm-hmm. So, so something superstitious would be like walk underneath the ladder and you're going to have bad luck. That's a superstitious kind of thing, right? Right. Um, I'm trying to determine if I can ever think of a superstitious kind of idea that might not be ignorant. And it's funny because those definitions I would have thought, I would have thought that pretty much like you, I think I heard you say somehow, you know, what we believe is true. It's true because we believe it. And... um, that in and of itself kind of makes everything somewhat, you know, is superstitious. Superstition isn't necessarily the, you know, witches in the in the backwoods, my image of that. You know, it, it can be, I think, it can be something less dark, and but it's more of a, it's, um, oh, it's more of a manipulation, I guess, because I, I, mm-hmm. I know when I'm when I was really beginning my trauma survivor work, and still today when I get overwhelmed or anxious or nervous, I'll get very ritualistic in my behavior, and mm-hmm. it's because my mind is so going like a tornado that my only I'm I'm, I'm having a great need to control or have a sense of control and so I'll become ritualistic in terms of like always starting to walk on my left foot or you know tapping my fingers together five times before I open a car door or something like that that um, can soothe my mind 
and give me some sense of control. And I think people would look at that as superstitious, and, yes. but it's a ritualistic kind of behavior that has a, a fairly, you know, for lack of, it, it has, in, in the short term, it's a fairly positive result because it does kind of bring me back down. It kind of grounds me. So some of that. Right. Well, and some of the definitions say, you know, an irrational belief that an object, an action, or a circumstance not logically related to a course of events influences its outcome. I mean, that's superstition. So in the Merriam-Webster version, you know, it listed five things. I mean, ignorance was the first one, but fear of the unknown. So I believe something I believe A because I don't really know what's going to happen, or I trust in in chance, or I trust, or I create a concept of this A causes B, and I follow that. So yes, if I always start on my left foot, then when as I'm walking from my car to the building, then I, you know, it's like you're putting a cause in place that may not scientifically or not may not be universal law, but it becomes the concept that you connect to cause. And it suits so me I, because I yeah. plan in my head that it's going to calm me down or it's good for me or it'll keep me alive. I mean, some of my ritualistic behaviors 20 years ago, I really believed that if I didn't do them in a certain pattern, that I would literally die. So, you know, they were, even though they had nothing to do with that, it felt so important that I keep it going. I mean, I I think that's probably the thing of superstition in any place. Yeah, and it's no different than, um, you know, in my mind, it's not really any different than any, you know, the ones that are pretty common, the, you know, it's bad luck to have a black cat cross your path or um, if your right palm is itching, you're going to get money or um, you already said walking under a ladder is bad luck, so you walk around. So what you do instead is if you see a ladder and you're walking down the street and there's some, you know, folks washing windows on the storefront and they're using a ladder, then you even, you know, go slightly out of your way to walk around the ladder and you feel like you have done something good to protect yourself or to, you know what I mean? It's no different than that except that yours are made up for you versus being commonly known. Like, you know, if I pull up a list of superstitions on the Internet is probably not going to say snap your fingers five times before you unlock your car door. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. It just hasn't caught on yet. Now, we may start something right here <laughs> on Say Yes to Spirit, that beginning now, you know, a year from now, it'll be all over the Internet. That's what you should do. That's it. That's it. And, you know, I think in some ways probably superstition began perhaps somewhat instantly maybe some of them. You know, maybe there was some function to them or, you know, some ancient teacher saying, you know, teaching a young person or, you know, a young student, you know, do this, this, and this, and you'll get, you know, I'm thinking of those uh, karate kid movies where the teacher, you know, would make the kid wash the car 
and he was teaching him uh, the movement for karate by washing the windows a certain way. And so, you know, doing things kind of, or teaching teaching things in a way that, you know, don't make sense, but then ultimately there's some something good behind them. I, I guess I'm really struggling trying to, because I have a feeling that superstition is not just like black magic, that there's something, you know, universal about it that is less dark than I initially think of it when I think of superstition. Oh, yeah, I think that superstition, I think, yeah, I think superstition comes out of, you know, people, it's like when we talk about adults who had childhood trauma and things happened around them when they were children that they processed with the child's mind and created a very deep-seated belief about how they should behave or act in certain situations. And, you know, then 30 years later, you know, they're very clearly an adult, but they have been doing something a certain way based on their limited understanding of it when the belief was set. And I think a lot of superstitions are that way. If you, you know, go back to centuries and centuries, that with a limited understanding, you know, people in a culture or a group observed something happened two or three times and said, oh, that's not good, or wow, that is good, and so we're going to make sure that happens. Like, you know, how did the uh, two weeks ago or two or three weeks ago when I left the show early because I was um, going to a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, and you think about, so where did that quote-unquote tradition come that the bride throws her bouquet over her shoulder and the single woman who catches it is going to mm-hmm. be the next to get married? I mean, that's, super, that's superstitious. That's great, yes. There's no science to that. It's just like, you know, an old wives' tale or it's a superstition that, you know, it probably happened that, a, 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 you know, there were people who got married and she tossed her bouquet and, you know, not necessarily over her shoulder, but she just threw it out maybe to a friend of hers who wanted to get married. You know, like, I want you to be next. And then, the you know, and then somebody who was at that wedding did it at her wedding. And then, you know, next thing you know, 30 people or 100 people have done it. And then somebody says, oh, I have a lot of girlfriends who want to get married. I'm just going to, I'm not going to pick one. I'm just going to throw it behind me, get them together. You know, and now all of a sudden it's a tradition and it's a subtle belief. Right. And it's. And if somebody, you know, single women who are wanting to get married are lined up now saying, oh, I hope I catch the bouquet. I hope I catch the bouquet because that means I'm going to get married. (laughs) Right? And then they catch the bouquet. They believe they're going to get married. Is it any surprise that the law of attraction goes into work because they believe it now they've caught the bouquet? Everybody who saw them catch the bouquet is believing they're going to get married soon. Mm Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they get proposed to six months later, okay? I mean, but it's not science. It's a superstition. See, but that's an excellent example because I think that is true. I think it it starts out as a superstition, but it feeds a, it feeds a chain of thinking like, I guess, back in the day when they would do rain dances to bring the rain. You know, it really wasn't necessarily the dance that brought the rain, but perhaps the, you know, the energy of the entire tribe focusing on, you know, bringing, you know, needing water for the crops and the attachment to the dance, you know, gave the people the ritual or the the superstition of the dance, but it was really the thought and the concentration of, um, you know, desire and belief that the dance did bring the rain that could alter, you know, the weather conditions. Well, I think there's a difference between ritual and superstition, although I am, I am, there's a part of my brain don't seem the connection pretty clearly. But I think, you know, when you are doing ritual, yeah, you are all about creating a common energy. I mean, intentionally, you are doing something that creates a common energy toward a specific outcome. When we do New Year's Day ritual of going through a process of letting go and coming into the present and then setting intentions for the coming year, I mean, that's a ritual that is all about gathering your energy and the energy of the group into transition. And... You know, I, for me, that's a little different than a superstition, although I can see how they might be the same, especially if you got into the habit of you always had to do it a certain way or you wouldn't make the transition smoothly. Yeah, I think it's a very, now that I'm really opening my mind, I think it's a very fine line. I think superstition has a really bad rap, but I think at its core, it it has a kind of a, you know, planting a seed, you know, kind of kind of action. And it, I, I've always thought of it, you know, black magic or dark, not necessarily, you know, used for good, but I don't think that's true at all, really. Well, and I think, or and so maybe we should stop and talk about black, black magic, because for me, black magic, if there is such a thing, um, I, I, it's not a phrase that I use, but my under my connection to it is really again, it's intentional spell, it's intentional pattern to have an effect on someone else. So it's not where superstition is more about what I do or don't do in order to bring luck to myself or avoid bad luck. It's not usually about superstitions oh, that I'm thinking about are usually about myself and oh. and black magic is about I'm going to create this spell or I'm going to create this process that has you do something I want you, you know, to control somebody else's experience. Oh, is that the black magic? Okay. Sort of like no, I mean, I, and I'm not saying I'm right about that. I'm saying that when you said black magic before, I thought, well, not so much because it seems very intentional for a very specific outcome and you do something 
you collect herbs or animals or air hairs or you collect things and you put them together in a specific way and then you cast a spell and then you get a certain outcome that affects someone else. Although I guess there are there's black magic, so if I want to get married or if I want to attract, well, if I want to attract a lover, but that's still I'm controlling the lover to come to me versus me changing. So um, anyway, I think of black magic, again, if there's a more of the superstition for me is less of a... Hmm, you put several things together to make it happen, and it is all about what I do, what an individual does, not trying to control what somebody else does. Does that make any sense? It did. Very good, Tracy. I can affirm you as well. See, isn't that lovely how that works? Mm -hmm. The the idea of superstition, though, so you're kind of open to the idea that it is, that that it's, gotten a bit of a bad rap perhaps that at its core maybe it is somewhat well no this is going to reflect something that comes up with you and me all the time see for me there's not a good or a bad it's a process so yeah so superstition superstition is a superstition and there's not Good, or good bad, superstition right or, or bad superstition. It's you know, <laughs> if walking under a ladder is bad luck, that's no more or no less of a superstition than if I catch the bouquet. The if I catch Glenda's wedding bouquet, I'm going to be the next to get married. They're both superstitions. They're equal in my mind as a superstition. So wow. I don't think they get a bad rap. I think they are the same whether you're believing the outcome is positive or negative. And so since it's not, since the actual superstition is just, you're saying it's just, yeah, not good or bad. I'm not going to go beyond that. But, yes, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. But it's just a belief. It's just a a superstition is a belief that doesn't really have any scientific or historical evidence to prove it, but we believe it anyway, and we behave as a result of that. Okay, so now that I like. So, see, it's our behavior that sets the tone. It's our behavior that that dictates the outcome, not the superstition, not the not. not it's not even our behavior. The, super, it's our belief. the superstition it's our belief. is the belief. The superstition is the belief, and our behavior reflects our belief. So, the superstition is the belief. And then we make choices and how we act based on what we believe. Well, if I believe that if I believe that opening an umbrella inside the house is going to bring me bad luck, then I, my behavior is to wait till I get outside or to, you know, even if I want to see if the umbrella works, I'm not going to open it inside. I'm going to step out on the back on the front porch and open the umbrella because my belief is a superstition, but it I do believe it, that if I open the umbrella inside, I'm going to have that luck. And the belief manifests, and so it would make sense over centuries that people, because they're attaching the belief to the superstition, 
to then that, that they would, you know, really that superstition would then kind of take some some root because the belief would manifest. Well, or even if it doesn't manifest, when we believe something, we believe it, and so we look for things that reinforce that belief or that agree with that belief. And when something doesn't fit, we just say, oh, well, that's an exception. Oh, well, that, you know, it didn't happen this time, but I know that that, you know, what I believe is actually true. We ignore it. We say it's an exception or we ignore it until we see something that confirms it. And then even though, you know, even though let's say I've been to 50 weddings and in only three cases did the person who catches the bouquet get married within a year, I still will believe it. If I believe that superstition, I'll be like, you know, well, I know that in those other cases, something else prevailed that that woman actually was probably proposed to and she made a mistake and turned it down. Or, you know, she, of course, she was in line to get married, but, you know, she did something. Uh-huh. It wouldn't right. be that the superstition isn't true. Uh-huh. Because I believe it. So right. I only so see things that so. affirm my belief. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really believe in that, that we, you know, we pick and choose what is real to match what we believe. And and that, and that in and of itself, you know, breeds, um, you know, gives power to the superstition or gives power to the to the continuing the idea that we have to act in a certain way to get a certain outcome. Right. Would you... Would you, when, would you go ahead. Or when we act in a certain way, we definitely will have a certain outcome. Right. Would you say that even things like um, what one would call, you know, the secret or the power of positive thought... Um, would on some level that have a, would that be a superstition by by definition of of what we're saying? Well, I think it's a yes and a yes or a yes and a no. I don't know because because a lot like for example, I mean the law of attraction is a universal principle that has been proven over and over and over in action. That that is how, I mean, what we're saying, that that is how things work, that what we think turns into what we believe, what we believe turns into, you know, what we actually create in life. Um, And so that process, that principle of the way the world works, the way life works, you know, is actually proven and demonstrated. But when we look at some of the specific you know, things that are superstition, it's, yeah, does it happen because we believe it? Yeah, but would it happen? Is it a natural, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a natural occurrence? Yeah, is it a natural phenomenon? Is it a natural process that would happen with or without our belief? In many cases, no, whereas that principle of the law of attraction it happens whether we believe in it or not. 
it, you know, it's always happening. It, it's always occurring. And I can say, you know, I don't believe in it, but it is true what I'm thinking shows up in my life. What I believe about myself shows up in my life. So whether I'm intentionally using it or not, it is the it is a universal principle that uh, is occurring. Gravity, whether I believe in gravity or not, so is gravity a superstition because so many people believe in it? Well, no. Whether I believe in it or not, oh, gravity works. Gravity is is a phenomenon. Is a you know it's a universal principle that whether I believe in it or not, will occur. I didn't make it up. I got you, right. So for me, but the reason I say, you know, it's a yes and a yes or a no and a yes is because in, in that context, every every religion, every spiritual path is superstition. I mean, it's yeah, stories made up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Whether it. it's Christianity like it. or Judaism okay. or Islam uh-huh. or Baha'i or science of mind or new thought or unity or Christian science or scientology, it's all made up. See, I think I like that. Yes, I like that. We have to admit that. Yes. And the rituals and the practices, you know, in Catholicism, you know, saying the Hail Mary and, you know, going and times around the rosary, those are are meaningful rituals. Mm-hmm. But in the in the in the clinical definition or the raw generic definition of superstition, you know they're superstition. They right. they could be some other process could have been created. But it was created. If you didn't do it that way, you know, it's not, the world is not going to start running. Right. See, and that's what I think is so, I love that, because that, we give the dark, flowing hair, you know, long dresses in the woods with the fire, people such a hard time, but we're all kind of doing the same kind of thing, but we call them crazy. <laughs> But we all, on some level, like you say, all religions have that component to it. Yeah, and you know, and so that's why you know I think there is a there is a difference, a distinction between superstition and ritual, and ritual and religion. I mean, I think they're just if you had a spectrum, you know, that you'd be moving down the. Spectrum spectrum or you know up or across the spectrum but and, and what they all ultimately do go back to are some are some spiritual truths you know about that that apply it's one reason why in science of mind our belief that all paths lead to god you know really oh. resonates with me because ultimately if you keep peeling back the layers it's all about, you know, spirit, and there are some universal, there are few universal principles of life and love that are the foundation of all spiritual paths. All true, yeah. And when you keep going back and back and peeling every layer off, you're ultimately going to get to those same, you know, those same truths 
way, way deep down. And everything else that's layered over it is just a, a chosen or a preferred language or ritual right. or superstition that you have to do something a certain way. Well, that's why I believe really, you know, it just doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe it. <laughs> as long as you have some uh, some strong knowing of what you know, you know, and it's not that I want to go kill animals and abuse children, you know, other than that, but, you know, that it's something, you know, that based in a love concept, that the the actual how it how it is defined is really irrelevant to the to the belief. Right. Yeah. And I think superstition, if we kind of came around, you know, it's probably a fairly pure intent initially, and it's gotten kind of a bad rap over the years. Maybe I don't know. But I feel the need to make superstition not a bad thing. Bring it out of the forest with a fire. Bring it into the into the living rooms and bins of our current homes. <laughs> well, I think lots of people, um, you know, they know that they have superstitious beliefs. I mean, the thing, the one you started with, that it's superstitious to walk under a ladder. You know that. You know, those those kinds of things are in people's everyday lives. I think most people think of those kinds of things when they think superstition, not the ritualistic kinds of things. You know, you think things they, they heard their the grandmother word. say. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, and I could be really wrong about that, but I don't think most people think of that. I think people have that image if they think of magic, what you call black magic, which is, Interesting, because I mean, I think you know when they say magic, not not magician like Las Vegas show magician, but mm-hmm. you know, spirit from a spiritual perspective, magic or you know, M A G I K for magic. You know, they think of more the before Harry Potter. You know, right. before Harry Potter made it intriguing and and popular that, you know, those kinds of, that that was magic versus superstition. Yes. You know, but the black cat crossing your path, the walking under a ladder, the, um, you know, don't wear black to a wedding, whoever catches the bouquet, breaking a mirror brings seven oh. years of bad luck. You know, that's stuff know that. wear black to a wedding. Well, I've worn black to weddings before, but I mean that there's that superstition. No, I didn't know that was a superstition. That's great. And um, um, actually, I I do believe that has shifted in in our lifetime uh, from when I was you know a child or in my twenties hearing that because I do know a number of people who you know, got married older in their 40s and, you know, black, they had an evening wedding and their theme was, their color theme was black and white and, you know, or black and silver or black and gold and, you know, they had their bridesmaids in black. Maybe the bride, maybe the bride still wore white, but, you know, their bridesmaids wore black or they had black decorations. Black, you know, when black started becoming a power color and, 
in the 90s, I guess. Um, I think that really has shifted. But that, when I was growing up, I know that was a common thing. Do not wear black to anyone. And even the guests, do not wear black to someone's wedding. Oh, I just never heard that. That's great. Yeah, do not but wear black. If we sat down and thought about it, you know, we may, I don't know, have a lot more of our operation of our day-to-day in some sort of ritualistic or superstition or, you know, um, I don't know what the right word is. Yeah, I, Here's the psychological term, obsessive-compulsive or neurotic, you know, that, I, that mm-hmm. as an extreme would be um, fall under the idea of, you know, um, a lot of times people get that, you know, got to go back and check the stove 17 times or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I think there is a lot of, when you think about things that you heard your mother or your grandmother say or your dad or your granddad say when you were mm-hmm. growing up, you know, it's like that's just so much in your mind you don't even think about, well, where did that come from? Or why would they say that? And right. you know maybe that's maybe that's the home maybe that's homework for people listening to the show to really you know over the next three days two or three days just really pay attention to what's quote unquote real and what's superstition that you do or that you think. Mhm. You know I need to do this a certain way. I, I need mm-hmm. to do this a certain way or I need to not do something. It's like, really, why? Uh, because my grandmother always said that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is interesting. And then we give it the power because we believe it. And then we, you know, we make it real. Exactly. And we act in accordance with that day after day, month after month year after year, and, you know, I think a lot of superstitions grew out of a need for safety or protection. So, you know, it's not that you notice a superstition and then say, okay, I'm never going to believe, I'm not going to believe that anymore. It's just, oh, yeah, I'm going to still believe that, even though I know it's made up. Um, so there's a difference then between the superstition and the and the. I think you're right. I think I have those kind of clumped in my mind that they are very different. What? Black magic. Oh. Yes, I think I do kind of um, group them in my mind under the same category, but I don't think they are. But I do think a lot of our common religious rituals have a superstitious kind of, as I understand superstition, have a superstitious element to them. But they're not superstitious because it's our religion. <laughs> you know, those other people, that's superstitious. That's a little nutty. But, you know, mine is completely reasonable because it works yeah, for me. A lot of people operate um, from that viewpoint, yeah. And then are very quick to judge someone else. But the reality is, yeah, it's all made up. 
It is all invented. <laughs> and I think I think you said this earlier. It, on some level, it was invented or made up to offer some relief or some encouragement or some boundary or some um, guidance or some guidance. You know, I, I think the the you know going back to the Karate Kid teacher. You know, the, there's some good intention behind most of it, probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I I agree with that 100%, that as it was developed, whatever the superstition right. is, that there was most likely good intent. Right. And, and like fairy tales and, you know, and a lot of other things, a lot of times cultures develop, it's a way to guide your young without just fussing at them. You know, if you have, like, proverbs, you know, or it's a quick way or a witty way of providing guidance on how to live your life without being preachy about it. And it's usually easy to remember and easy to share in an oral tradition. Right, right. But there was some... um uh, method to the madness that it was simple and it was catchy and right, right, right. I definitely agree. And I don't think there's any harm in any of that. I don't see any harm in in, in that. Right. So initially we we're not going to eliminate all superstition. Right, right. Because initially I just thought superstition the, you know, how do you say yes to spirit around superstition? Well, open that up to the idea that you know a lot of a lot of it is religious in its initiation or spiritual in its original concepts. Say that again. Um, superstition, superstitious beliefs. Some of it the um, original, maybe some of the original things people acted out superstitiously were to try to explain or define or teach religion or teach spirituality to make sense, to be able to kind of um, conceptualize it in a way that people would be able to um, understand or buy into. Hmm. That's something for me to think about. To pondering? Is it a pondering? It is. I think, I think that could be very true with, um, with a fair percentage. Um, I mean, I, so what? What came to mind immediately was, you know, when you're, for many people in the U.S. at least. Growing up, when you're really small, you hear the, you know, you see a falling star. Or you see the, when you look up at night in the evening and you see the first star, make a wish upon the star. And, um, you know, when you think about that from a religious slash spiritual perspective, teaching a young child there is a vast universe that is, you know, bigger than you and that light, when you see that first light, you're reminded that you can wish for anything 
and it can come true. And you know, in some ways that's a fairy that's fairy tale language, but and but on another hand, if you look at it from law of attraction point of view and and the spiritual law, you know, that their universe is infinite, that God is spirit, and that yes, your will God's will is that you have a life you want, you know, linking it to you see that star, you know you didn't place it there. You can wish for whatever you want and it will come true. It teaches you to believe in that, believe in something bigger. Right, right. And to believe you, you can have what you want. Right. But you have to define it. Mm-hmm. You, you're the one who places the wish. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's a deep spiritual foundation beneath that, whether mm-hmm. it was intentional or not. And I think probably, you know, if you track back, most of it would be intentional in terms of, you know, some of these things, not the walking in yeah, the ladder, think, but some of them. Right. I mean, I think there's like that mix, that combination of some things developed out of safety, out of protection and safety, and some things, some superstitions developed from a very spiritually grounded, um, you know, we don't have the words to really explain it to you, but we understand how the universe works, and here's here's a way you can tap into that. Right. I think that's, I'm really, I think that's, I'm really, I'm committed to that now. Because, you know, it's the modern world that we're in now, especially in the U.S., but I think worldwide, that we rely so much on words. You know, there's yes. so many cultures, if you look back at even even Chinese culture, and probably the use of words now more than ever before because of its interaction with the entire world. But in Chinese culture, you know, every symbol that relates to language and building words, each of those symbols has multiple words embedded in it. And really? and very few words are used. I mean, there's a whole message sent by how deep in Japanese culture, how deep the bow is. You know, if you're bowing to someone, how you bow and whether you bow all the way to the waist or, you know, at a 45-degree angle all of those things all of each one of those has its own historical cultural message and they don't have to use words to demonstrate mm. or to explain that mm-hmm. and a lot is in the context of nature or behavior but in the US we're so especially we are so dependent on words if you think back when many of these superstitions were created or developing centuries ago, there was not the same reliance on words. So it had to be very few words linked to some physical occurrence to give a yeah, message. And to give a message, right. And the message was, I think, many times in an attempt to explain something that that was unexplainable. Possibly. Yes. Yes. Now, could there okay. be a way to say yes to spirit and make it not superstitious now? <laughs> I 
kind of well, the superstition of it and just make it what it is? I I think we say yes to spirit. It's not the saying yes to spirit that's superstitious. It's looking at our behaviors and are they coming from direct guidance of spirit and spiritual law or are they coming from human superstition? And, you know, there's a big difference. I'm just thinking now suddenly of fear because much of my ritualistic um, neurotic behavior is based in fear in terms of if I don't um, tap my fingers five times, then something bad will happen to me when I get in the car. Exactly. That that is that is not superstition in terms of having a spiritual, you know, explaining something spiritual. That's a hu- that's a human fear. That's the human my human anxiety. So that's yes. a really good way of for me to determine which one I'm doing or which one I'm experiencing. Am I trying to prevent something? Am I in fear of something bad happening? So I'm going to do this to quote unquote protect myself. Well, that's that's human or that's fear. That's that's ego. Or you know, am I um, opening myself up to this this concept of you know everything being love and if I can, um, you know, lay out in my backyard on the grass and see that first light of that first star and breathe that in and let that be a reminder of truth and a reminder of what is, you know, that is inspiring and encouraging and uh, and, a, and a deepening or an awakening. So that's right. interesting and, and, to keep in mind. Right. So I think we can be spiritual and superstitious at the same time, but I don't think they're the same thing. So, you know, I can be very spiritual and very spiritually guided, and I'm I'm not going to eliminate things that I'm superstitious about that are super that are commonly known superstitions. I might notice I'm doing it like um there have been times, and this hasn't happened recently, but I just, I, there have been times when I've been, you know, walking down the street and I'll find myself thinking about, you know, the don't step on a crack, that it's, you know, bad luck to step on a crack <laughs> yeah. in the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and I'll just kind of laugh about it. But then I'll notice that I'm more conscious of not, of you know, being as I'm walking. Okay, but don't mm-hmm. step on it. Even though you know it's a superstition. Just in case. Or, just in case. Well, right. no, it's like it's just really weird because it's like I know I'm completely guided, guarded, and protected by God, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. I might even say an affirmation or two when it comes up because I've noticed it, but then I'll still notice myself do my body and my mind doing that thing or or responding to that because it's so much in your consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, or um, walking with someone in the mall or down the street or you're going from your car into the movie theater. I mean, just walking with someone, but the sidewalk is crowded or, you know, and you need to 
go around like a pole or a light light um, post or something and hearing in my brain, oh, no, don't split the post or, you know, we need to both walk on the same side of it. It's like, oh, no, I, I don't heard know. that one. I'm like, I don't know where that I don't know where that came from, or you know, a man and a woman walking together, and the man should walk closer to the street side so that if a car comes up the curve, he'll get hit first, and he's protecting the woman. Well, I I can clearly imagine how that developed when cars were just becoming popular in the twenties or the 30s, and, you know, and there was that fear that somebody could be driving a car and they don't know what they're doing and they'll come up on the sidewalk and the man should, you know, take the hit first and push the woman out of the way. (laughs) You know, it's like I can imagine how that developed as a superstition, that it's, you know, it's bad for the woman to walk on the outside, you know. But... You know, it's like, okay, so do I, I don't necessarily truly believe that. But if I'm walking with a guy and he moves to the outside, that goes through my mind of, oh, how great. He's doing like the chivalrous thing or uh-huh. it's uh-huh. it's appropriate for him to do that. And I'm not going to say, okay, I don't believe in superstition. Don't do that. I can walk on the outside. I mean, you know, I'm not going to defy it either. Isn't that funny? You know. That would be interesting to think about throughout the week in terms of how much unconscious stuff we do that, you know, is some sort of a superstition base. Yes. And not to judge it and not to judge ourselves. Oh, I love to judge it. Just, oh, yeah, I think it's more fun oh. to judge it. Here, okay, <laughs> you can judge it if you want, and you can talk to Leslie next week about how <laughs> fabulous it was to judge it. And if you want to just observe it without judgment and find it interesting, then you can talk to me next week about how interesting it was and what you noticed without any judgment. That's why we make such a good team as co-hosts. Not everyone finds the joy in judgment that I do, but yes, it's, it's a bit of a game. But yeah, that would be interesting just to become aware, aware of it, aware of it. We have about a minute left on superstition. So, uh, I think um, I feel much warmer about superstition. I I felt at the beginning of the hour that I wanted to feel warmer about superstition that had gotten a bit of a bad rap, and I think that that has come out of this a little bit. Yes. Yes. And so coming up next week on Say Yes to Spirit, we'll be talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability. And that'll be a perfect lead-in because uh, that'll be our last show in the month of June 2012. And the month of July 2012, we are going to focus on non-romantic relationships, our relationships with our family, with people at work, with strangers, and our relationship with ourselves. So uh, vulnerability will close out June and um, prepare us to go into conversations about relationships. So uh, that's, yeah, I think think that about wraps up this show from Say Yes to Spirit, focused on superstition. 
And until we come together again, we encourage you to say yes. Say yes. To spirit. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.